2: We
0: don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is the life. It still gives us the life. Live. The reality is, he is
1: all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God.
2: Good morning, all of you out there in Real Presence Radio land. We're happy to have you with us today for this installment of Real Presence Live. Your hosts today are myself Jack Canelli and my wife Doreen. Good and, morning. And we're happy to be with you and uh looking forward to uh you know a dynamic 2 hours. We got a good lineup for you I think and uh we hope you stay with us or you're able to stay with us for the entire time. It's a beautiful day in Fargo and it looks like from the radio from the radar at least on my phone that uh Pretty much most of our listening areas got clear weather at least right now, although it looked like there was some maybe some rain out in Montana that could be coming our way so should we let's uh let's start with a prayer and then do you have a a, a, a you've got a joke lined up for us, so we're all ready to go but first of all, I want to explain something here because they've got a nice little explanation in the magnificat uh, which is a daily uh prayer book uh And today is the Feast of the Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it's typical in the... And I'm reading from Magnificat now. It is typical in the church to celebrate a saint's death day instead of the saint's birthday. The birthday of the Blessed Virgin Mary is an exception because in her humanity, God has prepared a living temple where his son, made flesh, wanted to live among us and give us salvation. She reminds us that God is faithful to his promises. In fact... From the first moment of her existence, God had a loving plan for her, and through her, for us. In honoring Mary on her birthday, we honor God, for he who established the heavens in wisdom has fashioned a living heaven. And that last sentence is from a Byzantine liturgy. So, anyway, with that, let's start with a Marian prayer. I have a question for you. Okay. The church celebrates two other birthdays. What other birthdays does the church celebrate? Uh, John the Baptist, Jesus... You got them. Very good. <laughs> the Jesus one was kind of a trick question, yeah. wasn't it?
3: <laughs> uh, I thought that was the obvious one. Well, it was the
2: obvious <laughs> one, yeah, but um, so obvious that it was almost a trick question. <laughs> yes, all right. So we are going to open with a Marian prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. Amen. I guess I should have said us instead of me, but I think everybody in the listening audience was probably understanding that we were all saying it together. Mm-hmm. Do you think? I do. Okay. Okay, you got it. You got you got a, a, a riddle teed up for us. I do.
3: What's the difference between a well-dressed man on a unicycle and a poorly dressed man on a bicycle?
2: Uh, one wheel. You're close. A uh, tire. A tire. Oh, <laughs> get it. I get it. Yes. <laughs> Here's a bit of Fargo trivia for you. I think I was the first kid in Fargo to ever ride a, a unicycle.
3: And I bet you're the only one who rode it off the high dive be, into
2: the pool, yeah,
3: <laughs> which is nuts.
2: Yeah, that's right. I don't think my dad knew about that until 20 years later. <laughs> oh, I remember one time I was riding it somewhere, and there was a little kid across the street. and He looks at me and says, uh-oh, somebody broke their bike. <laughs> oh, cute. Okay, well let's get let's get down to what we get paid for here, right, Doreen?
3: Yes, that's our guest. That's why we're here. Okay, yes, that's why we we're here. Have a wonderful guest with yes, us this
2: morning. We do, and it's only
3: she's not in the studio. which no, is disappointing.
2: Yeah, it's always disappointing because we can't, you know, kind of read body language and hands gestures and things like that. But we will do our best. But uh, would you like to introduce Carla?
3: Sure. Our first guest this morning is on the phone with us from Bismarck, and her name is Carla Eisenweiss. Welcome, Carla. And Carla's with us this morning to tell us about an event that's been happening for many years in Bismarck, and um, the name of the event is simply the banquet. When I read our notes, it has Carla's name, and then it says the banquet in Bismarck, and I presumed that you were... (laughs) Going to be talking about one <coughs> of the real, me, a real presence <laughs> radio <laughs> banquets. And then I was reading and I, I was just like blown away with um, yes. what you're going to be sharing with us today. So, welcome, Carla. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Yes, would you please introduce yourself to our listeners and just tell us a little bit about yourself personally? Certainly.
1: Um, I am originally from Mandan, North Dakota. And I was born August fifteenth, nineteen 1956, and I lived in Mandan until the age of 23. And I moved to Southern California and lived there for 25 years. Um, Once in North Dakota, now in North Dakota is my motto. So I came back home about, oh, seven years ago. I have two sons, um, Scott and Troy. They're both married, and I have seven grandchildren between the two of them. Um, I have an extensive career ranging from being the assistant to a CPA forensic accountant to numerous years working as a bookkeeper, office manager, and I worked for Fiesta Via here in Bismarck as an office manager. And then when the restaurant was sold, I went to work at the Elks in Bismarck as the office manager. And then I started with the banquet. I saw an ad in the Bismarck Tribune for a part-time director for a non-denominational feeding ministry at Trinity Lutheran Church. And I went and applied, and I had never heard of the banquet before, Um, so I went to one of the meals. At that time, we were only serving a meal on a Thursday evening. And I went and observed, and I just fell in love with the whole ministry. Um, It is just a fabulous place for people to come and have a meal and, you know, do the um, fellowship and camaraderie. And I just was really enamored by the whole process and the whole feeding part of it. Um, And so I applied for the position, and at that time it was a part-time position, and I went in front of the board of directors um, and got the position as a part-time director. And I've been doing that for 11 years. So um, my interests are reading, entertaining. I like football. I like decorating and being with my grandchildren. That's probably my most favorite of everything that I do.
3: We can relate to that. But six of our eight are in Bismarck and we're in Fargo. (laughs) Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. Yes, so, wow. Um, Yes, we're upset with our our son for... Denying his children their grandparents on a regular basis, <laughs> but
3: we're thankful—we're thankful for modern technology that allows us to FaceTime with them regularly. So, <laughs> yeah, I
2: know. Yeah. Well, uh, did you have a question, Dreen? Oh, I, well, I, I was going to ask the—the the banquet. Um, why don't you get a little bit? You know, the—the the, the name is pretty generic. And you said oh, you yes, started You started on Thursday nights, uh, which to me suggests maybe you're doing it more often than that. Tell us a little bit more.
3: Yeah, maybe go uh, back and um, share with us the history of it, because it, it has a... You know. Yeah, well, 2D Fennerman and
1: Pastor Steve Saffrey from Trinity Lutheran Church modeled the banquet here in Bismarck after the Sioux Falls banquet. I'm not sure if you're familiar or the listening audience is familiar with that um, ministry in Sioux Falls, but um, they took a trip down there and, like I said, brought it back to Bismarck and started with one day a week. Um, When I took on the part-time job, then we increased it to two days a week, and then a couple years later, it went to four days a week. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Now we have moved to the Dream Center, um, which is in the south part of Bismarck. It's a beautiful new building. We moved here in April of this year. And we started serving seven days a week.
3: What time of day do you serve, Carla? I'm sorry? What time of day do you serve? Is it lunch, breakfast?
1: We serve Monday through Friday. We serve um, supper from 530 to 7. And on weekends, we serve lunch from noon to 1.
2: So um, are your guests... Uh, do you do you need to qualify for this, or is this just open to anybody?
1: No, we don't have we don't ask questions. anybody who walks through the front door, we don't um, you know we treat everybody the same with dignity and respect, and just come on in and and have a meal, sit down, and we have um, once in a while we have a band that plays on Thursday evenings. Um, we try to keep the Thursday meal. Well, we have the kept the Thursday meal as a restaurant style where we it requires more volunteers and we actually serve the guests they sit down and we serve them and then the other six days they come through it cafeteria style they come through the line so do and, when, um,
3: when you serve them on Thursdays do they have choices or are you um, no oh, it's okay. just,
1: there's just one thing on the menu mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> <No>. but
1: <laughs> yes I mean I work with the groups um, that sponsor, you know the meals Um that's how it works. We get businesses and organizations and churches here at Bismarck that um, pay a sponsorship fee, which includes, you know, I do the shopping, I plan the meal, um, get the groceries here, and then we have volunteers from that specific organization or church. They come in and actually cook the meal and then serve the meal.
2: So do the various churches have a, a particular night that they are responsible for, or is this kind of a schedule that you make out on a weekly or monthly basis?
1: Yes, that's a, that's a schedule that I work out. And I'm always constantly, of course, trying to get new sponsors, new people in our community that have never heard of the banquet. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful ministry um, to give back to the community, and especially in these hard times. With prices the way they are, with groceries and gas, and um, we don't charge anything for the meal. You know, like I said, there's a sponsorship fee of six twenty-five that a group will um, pay the banquet, and then I do the shopping. And typically, that feeds um, six hundred twenty-five dollars will feed up to about three hundred people.
2: Well, how many how many people do you average?
1: Uh, Right now we're averaging about 150 to 200 a day. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, that's, you know, seven days a week. Um, Summers are kind of up and down. And then it depends, of course, on the month or the day of the month. Um, The beginning of the month seems to back off a little bit with attendance because there's a lot of people who get, you know, their Social Security checks or their food stamps or... Different um, areas of income that they have, and then I'm sorry.
2: Well, there's just a break coming up, but keep going. You still got a couple of minutes.
1: (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) Um, So yes, it just depends on the time of month. Like this, now we're going into like the second week here in September, so it's I can see the numbers starting to pick up. So,
3: so when you're planning a meal, Carla, do you always plan for 300 and? Uh, and then, I usually
1: plan for about two hundred, and then I have l- hot dogs in the freezer in case I need to make more. <laughs> oh, what a
3: great! Yeah, that's a great thing. And then, if you do have leftovers, what happens with your leftovers?
1: They go to a safe house here in Bismarck through the Adult Abuse Resource Center.
3: Very good. So nothing is wasted. Nothing is wasted. No.
2: And then, since you do the shopping, I, I take it the venue is, or the menu is quite varied then.
1: I try to keep it, yeah, versatile. I don't want scalloped potatoes and ham, you know, three times a month. So
3: mm-hmm. that's
1: that's the challenging part. But we get um, a lot of different ideas from different volunteers, and you know, I get menu ideas all the time, which is fabulous.
3: I know. Even planning meals for um, Jack and I are retired, and it's the two of us at home. It's that's the hardest part for me about meals. What to what to cook. And once I've got it, yeah. it, it's fun. It is. Yeah. yeah. It is. But it's, it's fun too, yes.
2: Actually that's it's easy for me. Degree. I just say what I just tell Doreen whatever you want. <laughs> does,
1: which is really <laughs> helpful. Yeah, it's really helpful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, well yep, and then I I always um, you know, depending on I try not to use hamburger five days a week either, so I try to mix that up. Tonight we're doing um, there was a actually a rancher here in our community that donated a longhorn so i'm using the roast from that longhorn tonight
2: okay. wow sounds, sounds good. good well let's <laughs> we've got a break right now and we will uh, come back in just a little bit so we ask our listeners to stay with us and more to come on real presence live with carla Eisenbeis from bismarck and we're talking about the banquet so stay tuned <laughs>
0: God made you for a purpose. He made you to accomplish some great work. What did He make you for? What were you really made to do? Realize your vocation with a degree designed for the Catholic professional. The University of Mary offers online undergraduate and graduate degrees steeped in the Catholic intellectual tradition. Start today in business, nursing, bioethics, education, counseling, applied theology, and more at catholicprofessional.life. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network.
2: Okay, welcome back to Real Presence Live with Jack and Dreen Canelli as your hosts. We're talking with Carla Eisenbeis about the banquet in Bismarck. But before we uh, get back to that topic, Dreen's going to put Carla on the spot and ask her one of her riddles.
3: Are you ready, Carla? Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. What do you call a line of men waiting to get haircuts?
1: Mm. Oh my gosh, you stumped me.
3: I don't know. You don't know. It's called a barbecue. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're laughing. It's <laughs> so nice to hear laughter. <laughs>
2: <Drum> roll, please. <laughs> a barbecue. Yeah, we're <laughs> still waiting for a laugh track that yeah. we can <laughs> we, we can well, yeah, we can use here with
3: guests like Carla. We don't. That's need right. That's <laughs> to right. Laugh. That's yeah. right. She's got a hearty laugh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> She's so polite. Yeah. And, <laughs> no,
3: <laughs> no, she thinks it's funny, Jack. So yeah,
2: well, it is funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'll funny. tell
3: my grandchildren that, and that's cute. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
2: kids love riddles. Yes. Okay. Funny, well, we're talking about. The banquet, and it was started by, was Trinity Lutheran Church in Bismarck? Yes. And so
3: how— And what year was that started, did you say, Carla? That was in, um, well, let's see, 17, 18 years ago, uh, 2005, oh, July yeah. of 2005.
2: <laughs> wow. Well, yes. I guess the question where we're going to lead off with is, how is the banquet a response to the call from Christ to love our neighbors?
1: Well, that's um, a wonderful question. You know, anybody that walks through the front door are treated, like I said, with dignity and respect, and they are served with by volunteers with caring hands and hearts. And I believe that that's a model of how we all should treat each other um, like Jesus did. And as a visitor to the banquet meals, um, you are not obligated to do anything except sit down, relax, and enjoy a delicious meal served by those loving hands. Our goal is to um, lift those up in the Bismarck community who are hurting, hungry, or lonely by treating them with love and kindness, regardless of religious belief or denomination.
3: Does the um, group of volunteers join the guests for dinner? Do they sit down at the tables with them, or are they there simply to serve them? We
1: do. You know, it depends on um, how busy we are. On a busy night, um, you know, we don't really have time to do that. But, yes, of course, we always try to intermingle with the guests. And the fun part about it, the guests love seeing groups that bring, you know, like high school students in. Um, it's, they love being served by them. Those kids are a lot of fun. They get to have um, interaction with them. But, um, yes, we do. If we've got time within that hour and a half to do so, we we encourage the volunteers to sit down and chat with the guests, yes.
3: So um, you are doing the menu planning and the grocery shopping, and then you have groups from the community come in from uh, churches. It sounds like mostly, but maybe you know there are other kinds of groups that come in and serve. What other ways can a person volunteer to help you?
1: We have our website, which is the, the com, and that, there's a tab on there where you can fill out a form. It's a real quick form to indiv- individually sign up to volunteer. And I refer to that angel list is what I call it
3: Mm.
1: when I am short on volunteers. If there's a group who doesn't have enough, um, you know, we require eight volunteers, um, every day, but Thursdays and Thursday, we require about 20 volunteers because like I said, we serve them restaurant style and it takes that much more hands to serve the guests. But, um, there is a place on our website to sign up, and then I would just reach out and
2: call you. Is, so, the, is there also a tab on your website where people can donate?
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: Because, uh, you know, and I, they
1: can also sign up to sponsor a meal.
2: I, I think this but is we, really, you know, yeah. I, I really like these kind of uh, uh, operations because they allow people, when they when they donate their money, they know that it's going directly to those who need it, you know, and it's you know yes. a local kind of thing.
1: Yes.
3: Carla, could you talk a little bit more about Thursday evening? Because you said that you'll have um, musical groups come in on Thursday. What does that evening look like?
1: Well, it is, um, like I said, it requires about 20 volunteers. Everybody has a job. Um, We have people lined up to take plates. There's people in the kitchen putting food on the plates. There's servers, waiters, waitresses (laughs) taking the food out to the Mm -hmm. guests. We have people feeding the guests. We have a beverage station. We have a dessert station. Um, We do have a chapel where people can go. And um, we're just, now that we've moved into the Dream Center, we're going to get back to having pastoral care for people who want to sit and talk to um, that, you know, a minister of some type. Um, And then there's cleanup and... But then the band is playing. um, People, once in a while, will get up and dance. How fun. (laughs) um, Yeah, it's just a fun, fun atmosphere.
3: So the band is playing while the people are eating. It's not a separate part of the evening. Oh, okay. Very good. And what time do the meals start? 5.30. We serve from 5.30 to 7. And just show up at the door if you're hungry and uh, do your best to feed them. No questions
2: asked. I, I read a book. Several years ago, about uh, hospitality and kind of the uh, the meaning of the term for the early Christians, and this is this is really uh, uh, kind of a uh, well, this is what it is that what you're doing there, and the idea that uh, you know, it, like you call all the people you serve as, as your guests, and uh, that yeah. that was kind of the idea of the early christian concept of hospitality which we seem to have lost now hospitality seems to me in a fancy fancy meal with people who are all dressed up and you know the hospitality industry when in fact it used to be opening your home to strangers and receiving them as if you were receiving christ
3: it is the same root mm-hmm. as hospital yeah
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <not>
3: anybody
2: <laughs> there's a conversation killer yeah. for you <laughs>
3: <Okay>. <laughs> To care for. (laughs) We just want anybody
1: who comes to the banquet for a meal to feel safe and have a nutritious meal. You know, we go by the guidelines, the four food groups, and we just invite anyone to come and sit and eat with no questions asked. Um, I do want to share a personal story of a gentleman who, when we were still at Trinity, and it was during COVID, um, we were passing meals out at the north door of the church entrance. They were to-go boxes, but, um, you know, it's hard to determine how many to-go boxes to make and how many people are going to come up and and take them. So I ran out of meals, and there was an older gentleman who belonged to Trinity and went and spoke with uh, the financial person at Trinity at the time. And she shared with me the next day that he had he was really disappointed because I had run out of meals, He wasn't complaining. He was just sharing with her that his wife is in an old folks home and he stopped being able to go have dinner with her. So he was stuck not knowing how to cook and he really relied on the banquet on a daily basis to, for those meals. At that time we were serving four meals a week. And so he would, I would out give two meals to people who needed them while he would eat one that night and save one and eat it the next night, and it just broke my heart. You know, this everybody has a story, and everybody um, doesn't share that. You don't get to hear those stories all the time. But now every time I see this gentleman, he still comes to the banquet seven days a week, and every time I see him, I I give him a little extra food because I know he needs it, and he just uh, warmed my heart. So those are the kinds of situations and people's stories that... um, you just never know. You treat people, you know, with love and kindness and makes you feel good about what we're doing here at the banquet.
2: Do you have a lot of families who come through?
1: Yes, absolutely. And actually, the, the Dream Center has started doing breakfast. So we serve breakfast um, from 7 until 9 o'clock every day, Monday through Friday.
3: Which so is they man? are, I'm seeing them. Go ahead. I'm sorry? Oh, I was just going to ask another question. I'm sorry. You go ahead and <laughs> finish your statement.
1: No, we just see a lot of families, you know, before school. Now, now that school has started, there's families that are coming in for breakfast, and then we give them a sack lunch to take home also. Or to take them to, you know, they can take it to school with them. So, is the... You can come to the Dream Center and have breakfast, lunch, and dinner.
2: Wow. <laughs> I take it the Dream Center is kind of a multi-purpose uh, event center of some sort? It or... is, yes. Or is it specifically? Is there a place that's specifically dedicated to the banquet, or is it kind of a multi-purpose room with a kitchen, and uh, uh, you know, you use it for your purposes, and somebody else might use it, you know, for theirs?
1: Yes. Um, the, well, we're two separate nonprofits, and the kitchen um, is on the, the bottom level, along with the dining room. We did name the dining room Trinity Hall after Trinity Lutheran Church because they hosted the the banquet for 17 years. We felt that that was very appropriate Mm -hmm. to do. And then uh, the Dream Center is mainly upstairs. It's a two-story building. It's about 25,000 square feet here. And, yes, there are um, a lot of different things that are happening at the Dream Center. You can get on the Dream Center website. Check those out. Um, But Jim Barnhart, Jim and Cindy Barnhart are the founders, and they... Wanted to bring the banquet on board here, serving seven days a week. And um, out of the goodness of their heart, they're charging the banquet $1 per year rent.
2: Wow. <laughs> that's that, that's pretty good deal. So, <laughs> I know. Talk about Isn't inspiring. Yeah. So yeah. we only have about 30 seconds left, Carla, but uh, before we let you go, why don't you uh, uh, give the, our listeners your website again So for those who might be okay. interested in volunteering or for donating.
1: Okay, sounds good. It's www. And yes, if you are interested in sponsoring a meal, uh, you can call me directly. Uh, my phone number is on the website, and any information you need should be there.
2: Right, and, we'll and also- the
3: meal is six hundred twenty. What did you say? $625. Six twenty-five.
2: So we'll throw out a challenge to all of the churches in the Bismarck-Mandan area. If you're not involved, this looks like a good thing to do. Well,
3: and you could even send a check if you live in Fargo.
2: That's right. Okay. (laughs)
3: That's
2: right. All right. Well, we're, we're up to our break time, but up next, we'll be visiting about a new movie filmed within our listening area. So stay tuned to hear more. And we thank Carla Eisenbeis for being with us this first half hour uh, talking about the banquet in Bismarck. So stay tuned, listeners, and we'll be back on the other side. Thank you, Carla. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.